I mean, stop showing off. You're just showing your camera around. <laughs> your, your, is that the presidential suite you're in? I don't know. It's uh, I'm at the Peninsula, right on the river, on in Bangkok. It's a corner the suite. I've the Peninsula in Los Angeles. On the on the on the I've said the Peninsula on the Gold Coast too. But this oh, is the Peninsula. A little bit better than the one on the Gold Coast. Yeah, uh, the one. This is a really it's a immaculate hotel. Yeah, we arrived at the. I'm sure it's the Peninsula. Anyway, um, we arrived the first day honeymoon land. Go to the Peninsula, and yeah. we're in this like, nice little room. It's kind of like a villa or something. Anyway, um, there's uh, big pillows. Like I'm talking big pillows, big <laughs> with our initials on them, T L and L, like in what's it called? Um, Embroidered. Embroidered. Wow, that's yeah. attention to detail. There's no such embroidery here, mate. But they've got well, all kinds of like fruit and flowers everywhere. It's pretty nice. It's fruit and flowers laid out. There's rooms in. I got lost in here. There's a room. There's a walk-in wardrobe and the, and the bathroom and the bedroom. <laughs> no. I wish there was a pantry in here. There's a mini bar that I might hammer a bit later, but uh, see how we go with that. But uh, very nice. Very hot here, too. It's 32 degrees. Big change from Sydney when I left. Is it like Singapore? Uh, You're in Bangkok, by the yes. way, to those people who don't realise and haven't followed. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. I mentioned um, that at the it, top, mate. Is it sweat? Is it? Yeah, but I don't think we're recording. Um, is it uh, humid, sweaty kind of Singapore? Yeah, yeah, very, very much. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, okay. it, it's 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 all about getting from one air conditioned spot to the next, whether it's the car <laughs> or to the shopping centre or the hotel or the convention centre. I don't think I've walked the streets yet. I've just sort of walked from the airport uh, out of the airport into a car, and then from the car into the hotel, and it's all. All air conditioned, but it's a it's a lovely lovely town, Bang- Bangkok. Is it? Yeah, it's a a fun city. It's been described to me uh, as a fun city. Well, you're such a, a fun loving <laughs> individual. I just can't wait to see you lighting up the streets. Well, yeah, well, see how we go. But I've just I've just I'm here for the Huawei event. They had their big smart office uh, APAC launch, which we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about later. That. But that's the reason why you're we're not together. Up. I'm coming. I'll be home Friday morning. Okay. So, what's the flight like? Six hours? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. No yeah. way. But on the way back, though, I've got to go. We're leaving Bangkok. We've got to drop, stop off in Phuket. You don't get off the plane. You just sit there, pick up other passengers, and then zzz, straight back to Sydney. So it's slightly longer. It's about ten and a half. It's like, <laughs> it's like a regional express going from Griffith to Narendra and then then to Sydney. Yeah. That's how it goes, mate. Thai Airways, boom. Not a bad airline either. Nice. No, they're good. I find them. They're very good. Yeah. Um, all right. So you'll be back Friday morning. Okay. So yeah, everything's only, fine. Only then, a few um, days, mate. And then this week on The Best Movies You've Never Seen, uh, Misery. Misery, yes. Great movie. Good so that'll, movie. That'll, yeah. Don't spoil what you think of it. I, uh, I've, my record's pretty good for the movies I've recommended to you. And apart from the one miss, which I'm really sorry about, the Warriors, you didn't really get it like no, I did. I'm going to call you on that. Um, uh, I keep forgetting his actual name because his buddy Twitter handle is TARDIS. But I had a look at the blog site thing again that he's, he's kept a log of everything, and he's highlighted in yellow all the movies that I ranked basically low, six six and lower. Oh. Um, movies that I've ranked lower, six or lower, Psycho, Risky Business, American Psycho, Friday Night Lights, Leon the Professional and the Warriors. What's wrong with you? And Leon the Professional <laughs> was the lowest out of four. Really? That was, that was weird. A brilliant. You know, I've, everyone I've recommended that to loved it. 
But well, yeah. there we go. For you listeners to decide for yourself, watch the movies and watch and listen to our podcast. They're they're timeless. Nice back catalogue we've got already. Well, you know we're coming up to our fiftieth show. I think it's in the next couple of weeks. It's our fiftieth show already for. Really? Best movies you've never seen, yeah. So uh, some good stuff in the back catalogue, if you see All whose right. taste you agree with. All right. Well, that um, – so Misery drops on Friday morning in the best movies you've ever seen um, feed. And if you're just subscribed through Two Blokes Talking Tech, thank you and welcome. And uh, that'll drop on Saturday morning in your feed. All right, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Um, Stephen, uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, thanks to the great people at Netgear and Arlo, episode 545. I'm in the EFTM studio. Stephen is in Bangkok. Um, th- is it Bangkok, Thailand? Is that where it is? Yeah, right. Um, Thailand, yes, it is, yes. In his hotel room, uh, the presidential suite overlooking the river. Um, there's a maid <laughs> I can see in the mirror. She's yeah, just turning she's just, up the She's just tidying up right now, yeah. She's, she's just uh... puffing Stephen's shoes, um, <laughs> folding his clothes. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Joe would be feeling that you've got that much equipment. You don't get that when you go to Hawaii, do you? No, no, it's me, me doing all of that work. But, yeah, they're all good, mate. No, here, for, uh, here with Huawei, so. Nice and hot and sweaty in Bangkok. We'll tell you more about Nitki and Arlo shortly. Stephen, um, is it, in your mind, as the journalist of the duo, is it controversy or controversy? Controversy. Okay, I agree. Controversy. Um, I heard Ben Fordham talking about that during the week. A little bit of controversy around Instagram. And I noticed this on the weekend, um, and it's actually really hard to explain what's different about my feed. I showed my wife, and she's like, I don't get it. What's different? Um, But essentially, like, if you know, and I'll show you, Stephen, you might be able to see. You know, you can see you've got your profile, what do you call stories up the top, and then you've got a you've got a feed, and then you swipe up and you yep. start playing, right? But in mine now, when I swipe up, it sort of goes, okay, we're in full screen mode now. We're we're uh. in TikTok mode. And in like in yours or or anyone else's, you can kind of half half um, swipe and just leave it and it'll show the next thing. But in mine, you've got to kind of swipe just like TikTok. Swiping up, yeah, swiping up, yeah. swiping up. So it's, from so from the normal posts you swipe up, it takes you into story mode. Actually, automatically does it like TikTok. It's not story mode. It's just everything, whether it's They're a photo mode. or a video or a reel, is now a full screen experience. It's uh. black instead of white. It's it's just different. And to be honest, it is TikTok. They're just it's literally yeah. like it seems exactly the same as TikTok to me, other than the fact that there's a lot more photos than there are videos. But yeah, I, I kind of looked at them and went, oh, well, I, I don't know. And then I told a few of the boys and they're like, I don't have that. And I assumed it was, you know, a little little trial. Anyway, so last night at about this time, you know, about 9 o'clock uh, Tuesday night um, in, in Sydney, um, Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram, former head of Newsfeed, um, I assume yeah. Facebook, Meta, um, put out a video, a three-minute video, um, and he said, there's a lot happening on Instagram right now. Wanted to address a few things. Please let me know what you think. Now, I had to write an article about this, so I got a transcript. So I'll read a little little, little bit of it to you. Broadly, what he says is there's a lot going on. Um, if if you're seeing the new full screen version or you're hearing about it, please know that's a test. It's a test to a few percentage of people out there. The idea is to make it more engaging, not just for videos, but photos um, and yada, yada, yada. Then he says, 
uh, the second thing I'm, I'm hearing is that we are moving away from photos and shifting to video. And he says, I want to be clear, and this is really quite controversial. He says, I want to be clear, we're going to continue to support photos. It's part of our heritage. But he goes on to say, it's just more and more video. People are sharing more video. Video is yeah. a big deal on the internet now. So essentially, you're going to have oh. to get used to it. And the third thing, so full screen experience, photos aren't their priority anymore. And the third thing is recommendations. It, recommendations are posts in your feed from accounts you don't follow. And I've I've hated this, to be honest. This is, mm. forget the full screen. I, I hate seeing things in my feed that I don't follow. Instagram and Facebook yeah. are places I go to find out what's happening with the people I choose to follow. Yeah. TikTok is where I I've go for that too, actually. Yeah. random stuff on the internet. Yeah, and but you know what? Isn't it? Yeah, it, it's change that people are against here. So you see, people get used to something. Like you remember, cast your mind years ago. We spoke about this on the show years ago. Remember when Facebook updated its the news feed, and used everyone hated it, but people got used to it. And anything different, they, they, it takes like change is jarring for some people. The fact that they're what's the saying? Imitation is sincerest, sincerest form of flattery. That that says that that just says TikTok must be thinking. Well, we must be a big deal if Instagram is trying to keep up with us and sort of try to imitate that look and feel. And what I, you said about video being now the new the new thing that people create and share and view. Facebook's been on the video path for a long time. You look on your newsfeed from years ago, video takes priority now over photos. If you follow people, they post a video, you're going to see that before someone's photos. So video has always been the priority and sort of the new people rushing to create and to share and to view the videos. Look, I, I agree. It's going to change. And if you think they're going to go back to how it was, Bam, bam, not going to happen now. Yeah, but didn't I, he I say though that it was a trial? Didn't he say that it was we're going to see how it goes? He said the full screen experience is a trial. We'll see how it goes and we'll roll it out. But he he basically yeah. said photos it is always going to be there, but we have to evolve. Uh, that's what he yeah. said. Full stop. Uh, they have to evolve, and they do. do. You, do you imagine think, though, their office, right? They would have screens everywhere with active yeah. users, new users, uh, time spent on platform. Like if you look yeah. at the time you spent on Instagram this week compared to the time you spent on Instagram one year ago, I guarantee your time is down. Down? Really? I thought, oh, it would be no, yeah. I thought, I thought time would be up on Instagram. Oh, you mean so no, people no. that have that have left They're Instagram right. that have spent more time on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Mate, TikTok yeah. is the fastest growing social media platform in history. It's no no other mm. platform has grown to their level that fast ever before. And so yeah. if users are using TikTok and Instagram, then they they're cannibalizing the time of one versus the other. So there's yeah, kind well, of no doubt spend more time on both. Yeah, okay. So a lot of users a lot of users are abandoning Instagram to to spend more time on TikTok or reducing their the amount of time they spend on instagram uh-huh. like oh i mean i don't use instagram anywhere near as much as i used to so yeah yeah i think that's yeah that's isn't it, isn't it, uh, and so you think so instagram's move here is to make instagram more tiktok like to try mm-hmm. to keep those people in the zone yeah but absolutely. would you reckon that people that have made the move already are going to think well They've kind of ingrained themselves in TikTok. Are they going to go, oh, well, Instagram's now full screen and more videos. I'm going to go back there. Do you reckon that's going to happen? 
I don't, I don't think they're going to get him back, but they need to make sure they don't lose more. They need to make sure. The thing, let's be clear here. Instagram's problem is they're built around a following culture. Okay, so yeah. the idea of Instagram is I'm going to go to Stephen Finnick, I'm going to go to Tech Guide, I'm going to go, to, I'm going to follow those accounts, and they're the things I'm going to see. By yeah. adding in recommendations, they immediately go away from that and they start trying to say, "Oh, you should see this, you should see that." I yeah. kind of don't mind the idea of it, but not in my feed. I want it to be somewhere else. Just recommend yeah. me things somewhere else. So when I want so to, you're saying, I've seen that. So you're saying they drop into your feed now people you don't follow, but that are, that you they think you might like. That's right. Just that's like right. well, TikTok does that anyway, doesn't it? TikTok, you, no, if see, you get everybody. The point is, TikTok. Oh, the TikTok has kind of two pages: the for you page and the following yeah. page. Yes. I've never been to the following page on purpose. Accidentally, I've, I've gone there, but the yeah. for you page is ninety nine percent of the use. And the for you page, yeah, it has sometimes the people you follow. Sometimes they come up, but only if they've organically had some success already with that video. But the like ninety percent of what I see, if not more, is stuff that I don't seek out. But that's the beauty of TikTok is it's it knows me so well. It's serving me up this content, yeah. right? It's got a and remarkable algorithm, hasn't it? TikTok, the algorithm, the whatever the algorithm is, is is incredible. It it does I it does continually give you algorithm. what you want. Yeah, because so like I'm, yeah. they the, the reason they've nailed the algorithm is because their first focus is we've got all these videos. How do we make sure Stephen sees? videos that he likes so he keeps scrolling whereas instagram comes at it from well seven's got all these people he's following that he needs to see but we want to show him other stuff so they they come at it with a legacy platform and that's why they struggle to pivot to be like tiktok and i i don't know i just think that people need to not whinge but you know the other thing is facebook you talked about the news feed changes people didn't abandon facebook facebook came under fire for some of the most egregious breaches of privacy and data in the history of the world, yet people didn't leave in droves. Right? And they didn't complain about that. They complained because they changed the feed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like even the people that did complain didn't really leave Facebook, yeah. right? And so yeah. if people aren't willing to leave Facebook for newsfeed or data breaches, they're not going to leave Instagram because they changed. So you're right. The bottom line is what you said first, which is people are got to get used to it is, and that's the way it is, folks. You've got to get used yeah. to it. I mean, well, it? But you think about the number of people that, that are on the platform and when you, you see it not you see it everywhere. You change something, people ninety percent of people are gonna not it's gonna be jarring to them, they're not gonna be across it, they're not gonna like it, and they're gonna voice that dislike. So is is Instagram is it? Is it? Well, there, there are now more users on TikTok, way more than Instagram now. Is uh, they've way uh, overtaken I them. If, I don't know if it's overtaken Instagram. Um, let me look it up while you talk. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I thought TikTok's way ahead of Instagram now. And you mentioned before, fastest growing platform. Billion on um, on Instagram. Yeah, uh, and that's globally. Putting, globally. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really tell us. Um, I'd say it had to. It, it has. It, it would have overtaken them. Pretty rapid I don't know. growth. I, I, I think I think they'd be bloody. At close the very least, they're neck and neck. At the very least, they're neck and neck. One, with, mate, with, in January they had a billion, so they're bloody close. If they're not, yeah. if they're not neck and neck or past them now, they're they're, they're just about heading to, ahead of them. Yeah, they're about to. That's see, what go Instagram ahead. doesn't want. Imagine. See, yeah. I think I was talking on the radio today about this. I'm like, the problem for Meta, we, we got to call them their correct name, the business that owns Facebook and and Instagram. Instagram the and WhatsApp. Meta yeah. is 
they rename themselves to for the vision for the future. You know, 15 years yeah. down the track, we're all going to be playing in the metaverse, right? Yeah. And their focus is on these silly cartoon avatars that you can have meetings with and all that kind of stuff. I think they've dropped the ball. I think they dropped the ball on making sure that Facebook and Instagram slowly evolved. Um, you know, there's, there's story, things like TikTok in America anyway has creator funds and all these reasons why people prefer TikTok. Um, the, the bottom line is they dropped the ball. And that's, if yeah. I was on the board of Facebook, I'd be asking for heads to roll. Like if Instagram gets overtaken by TikTok, who, who's responsible? Like someone's got to go. That's yeah, outrageous. The, the buzz, the buzz online, people complaining about it is the theme is tends to be what we've been talking about. Stop trying to be TikTok. Like stay, stay as Instagram. People, people like Instagram as it was, but yeah. I think uh, their Instagram is uh, panicking. They've hit the panic button. This, this seems to me, they're panicking yeah. and they're making I, these wholesale changes to try to stay relevant try to stay in touch and look if if something's working for someone else they're trying to imitate what's working for that other business just like so that it would apply to them so yeah, is this on. instagram sort of admitting that they're look, drop the ball that they need to pick up their game to maintain the number of users oh, or- i think so i mean he adam maseri uh, the boss of instagram said in, in closing in his thing he said we're going to stay committed to creators we're going to stay committed to supporting photos we're going to stay, stay in a place where we try and put your friend's content at the top of your feed in front of stories whenever possible, whenever possible. We're also going to need to evolve because the world is changing quickly and we're going to have to change along with it. So it's basically saying, we hear you, but we've got to change. Like, sorry, folks. Then here's the thing. Yeah. You ain't paying for it, folks. You're not paying for it. Yeah. Like that's, if, you, if we were all paying for it, it'd be like, hang on a minute, I'm going to withdraw my money. But you're not. So yeah. bad luck. And meanwhile, Twitter has stayed the same. <laughs> Twitter uh, hasn't changed much, has it? Well, that you know, Elon Musk is trying to get out of the deal. No, but you look, if you go to the home page on Twitter on a new browser, you yep. you get this home page, which is algorithmic, and it does include things that aren't in order, and it also includes things sometimes that you don't follow, like topics, whereas I always have mine set to latest tweets first because I want the chronological feed. That's how I use it. Yeah. So. They they did that, but they maintained the option, and that's that's what Instagram needs. Instagram needs the bloody option just to go yeah. back to how it was. Well, give if you give people the choice, let them make their minds up. If you force it on them, that's gonna they're gonna oppose that. My, the last thing I'll say is, and this just to me shows the dominance of TikTok. The number of times I get like sent an Instagram reel from someone, like they send it to you on Facebook Messenger or in a DM on Instagram or in WhatsApp or something, yep. they send you an Instagram reel. And you look at it, and I, always, I nearly always, 90% of the time, I go, oh, yeah, saw that three days ago on TikTok. Like, it's <laughs> people, people take stuff that's trending on TikTok and they share it on Instagram. It's it's days yeah. behind. Like, that's the fascinating yeah. thing is Instagram is literally behind the eight ball with trends. It's funny. Yeah. But does Instagram still – I know TikTok is, is – uh, is, catching up pretty fast in terms of the celebrities and and verified accounts they've all shifted to tiktok now haven't they i know I, there's I a lot of celebs anyone, that have, i don't think anyone has shifted i think everyone is now they've playing, got a foot in both camps now like i'm not going to leave any one of them because you've got you build an yeah. audience somewhere there's always going to be people who won't follow you somewhere else yeah um, isn't it funny too how some video like the same video just goes nuts on tiktok and then on instagram it's crickets and then and vice versa don't you find that strange 
Absolutely. Do you find yeah, that I, as well, or do all of yours go nuts, don't they? No, there's, there's, <laughs> mate, there's stuff on TikTok that goes, abs- it absolutely bombs. Like just nothing. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. It's like you're looking at it going, is, is, is TikTok down? Is it broken? And you're thinking, <laughs> why? And, and you just, mate, you can't account for it because you don't know the yeah. truth of the algorithm. You don't know, does it need X number of likes in the first minute? There's so many things and everyone tries to tell you what it is, but it's, do you know what? I think if you overthink it, and to anyone that is trying to make content online, and I think Stephen and I have the same approach. I don't know. I don't speak directly for you, but I think we just do what we think is good, what we think will work, yeah. and we let it go. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, Unleashed. it doesn't. Yep. Exactly. Anyway, That's if, it. Um, if you've got views on that, hit us up. On probably Twitter, it's the only real. Oh, you can email us both via our website. You can do whatever you want. We're we're highly accessible. I I just say the only problem I've got is it's bloody hard to find a message. Um, if I like a day later, you can't remember where the message came through. <laughs> I don't know whether it was. <laughs> I don't know whether it was on um on DMs here, DMs there, DMs there, emails. So it's a bit hard. So Twitter's an easy. Twitter's easy. Hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. Uh, Trevor Long, Stephen Fennick, easy to find. Uh, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, it's the old 5G and NBN chat once again. NBN, mm-hmm. uh, 5G, you'll, I'm finding that there's a lot more marketing around 5G for the telcos, for your home broadband and stuff. I think that, that's, I think, twofold because the networks are getting bigger, especially Telstra's, and that there's, I think there's value there for customers. I think there was a report in the Australian the other day that said that there are two thirds of people who are taking up five G services for their home broadband are coming from the NBN, and they're citing um, the cost and speeds as their main motivations on coming across. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's well within the telco's interest to get you as a five G customer than it is to get you as an NBN customer because. They own the 5G network. They get 100% of the cash. They don't own the NBN. They've got to kick back some to the NBN and they get the little bit. So the ARPU, the average revenue per user, they would prefer you on 5G. And a lot of customers are responding, especially in a time now when like petrol is – I don't know what petrol costs now, but it's expensive. The the groceries cost you a small fortune. Interest rates are going up. What, inflation is now, what, 6.1%, I heard. Is that right? That's just gone up another percent? So all the pressures, all the pressures are sort of coming from all sides and people are looking at ways to to save. Well, you know, you've got to, you've got to say internet's an essential service. You can't not have the internet. But if you can save on that, a lot of people are seeing 5G as potentially the way to do that. You nailed it. Um, I don't know if it's ARPU because the revenue would be lower, but the profit would be higher. So if you think about it from a Telstra perspective, Telstra, Optus, Vodafone, doesn't matter who you're talking about. 100 bucks a month might get you the 100 meg plan on the NBN. And so the revenue is $100. The, with a 4G or a 5G plan, it might be $70 or $80. So the revenue is lower per user. But when they have that $100 plan, $50 goes to the NBN, 55 even. Yeah. And so the profit per user is like $40, whereas the profit per user on a $70 or $80 or $90 5G plan is the entire amount you're paying because it, it doesn't go to anyone else, as you say. It's yeah. it's all their money. And that's why um, the this is going to get worse for the NBN in terms of the way it's reported. And, and a lot of people don't talk about it in, in the detail that we do, but a lot of people just use it as a headline to say, you know, NBN's losing customers. It must be rubbish. 
or NBN isn't as um, isn't as valuable to customers because they're choosing something else. They're not actively choosing 5G because the NBN isn't a great alternative. They're choosing 5G because telcos are making it cheaper than the NBN. Telcos are yeah. ratcheting the speed, so it's always better than the uh, than the comparable priced NBN plan. And telcos are literally pushing people. Telcos are cold calling, yeah. emailing yeah. people to switch them to 4G, 5G because yeah. it's in yeah. their interest, mate, isn't it? I, I totally agree. You know, and I think look at the speeds people are getting. I think for around, I think Telstra have a plan. I think it's eighty five bucks a month, or eighty. I think Optus has an eighty nine dollars a month plan. And like Telstra, they're saying you can get speeds of up to like four hundred to six hundred megabits per second. And similarly on Optus, if you're in the five G area, of course. Now to get those sort of speeds on the NBN, you're looking at like one hundred twenty, hundred fifty dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. So. It, just in terms of speed, if, if that's what you're after. So the, the cost per megabit per second is a lot more, it's a lot better value on 5G than it is on the NBN right now. And look, it's something we picked. I, I wrote a column about it in 2007 when Kevin Rudd was campaigning about the NBN and putting fiber to everyone's front door, the wireless technology. And you got to remember too, I wrote, I wrote this story on Tech Guide this week. Around the time this was happening was when the iPhone came out. So the iPhone came out in Australia in 2008. And K Rudd's talking about putting fiber to everyone's doorstep, whereas everyone's walking around with these shiny iPhones that can connect through the cellular network, give you mm. the internet experience as good as a laptop. So we're thinking, well, why would we be chained to our desk? We've got this hot new product that can take us out into the world and we can do what we want. So I think that was kind of the the thinking on, well, now we better work on, I think we were still 3G then, we're sort of working on the 4G, which was just around the corner. And then, of course, by by the time the NBN rollout finished, what was it predicted to finish? 2020, 2018 or something like that? It was like a 10-year rollout. It, it was 5G, the wireless technology. We were right. The wireless technology caught up and overtook it. So it's it's a battle. And I know I've had I've spoken about this on the radio as well this week, and a lot of customers are saying, well, you still both still have their imperfections. You, you, if you're a gamer, is the latency there? And of course, if you've got a mesh network at home, if you've got it set up properly, you can still connect that to have the Wi-Fi working properly in your house from a 5G connection. But yeah. they each have their imperfections. The NBN can sometimes, you know, cough, cough and splutter a bit sometimes, and not give you the the speed you're after, just as 5G does. The concern that I've also heard from people is that what happens if, say, suddenly everyone on my street decides we're going to go 5G? So if, if all your neighbours and all your street is on 5G, then that's going to affect everyone then, isn't it? So you're going to, you're going to have some of the impact. 5G is the network that can cope with numbers. They've always talked about yeah. the capacity of the 5G network, not just the speed. But you've still got a situation where bandwidth, as in the amount of you know speed available to a, to a mobile tower, and capacity in terms of number of people is always going to be divisible. So you're yeah. always going to end up with a with a, a lower speed threshold, but the 5G signal is also intelligent, so it's able to manage that. But if you're a gamer, you're not going 5G at this point via the home Wi-Fi's. I mean, 5G can be low latency, but struggled to get it to low latency NBN levels. Um, and NBN is always cons- more consistent. So if you do a speed test on your phone on a mobile network, you're going to see the graph it's going to move up and down it's going to it's going to do its thing whereas if you do a speed test on a fixed line nbn it's going to find its threshold and it's going to just go straight that's yeah. that's the difference so it depends what you need most 
homes absolutely don't need what the NBN offers in that sense. But most of those people are probably spending $60 a month on the NBN on a, on a slow pan plan, and therefore the 5G plans are actually more expensive. So there's actually 4G yeah. plans out there, TPG offer, that are, that are yeah. comparable to the lower NBN plan. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's an, like as a, as a voter, as a taxpayer, I get frustrated by telcos talking about NBN's monopoly. It's like, hang on a minute, that was created because no one else was doing the job that they needed to do, which was build a network that people in Timbuktu could use as well as people in the city. Fact is, the NBN is a way of subsidizing internet in the bush Uh, and internet in the city will always be better and more advantageous through wireless technologies potentially going forward. So we've just got to live with the fact that um, some people – aren't going to be in the position to use the 5G, 4G networks. It's about the choices we have now. We've got choices as a customer. But also, too, like you've got to remember, too, like at the moment, like the sub-6 is doing the job. That's the one form of 5G. Like what, if they deploy millimetre wave in more areas, is that going to be, that, that's going to improve things as well yeah. in terms of speed like, and know, capacity. Think so about, um, Think about uh, apartment areas, apartment blocks. Uh, think about townhouse areas in the, in the yeah. built-up cities. Um, you know, telegraph poles become, every telegraph pole becomes a millimetre wave tower. Out in the bush where I live, um, you're probably not going to deploy millimetre wave because your one one tower on a telegraph pole is actually only going to reach six homes and therefore there's no kind of cost efficiency there. Yeah. Whereas in a, in a group of townhouses in the city, you're going to get 60 homes. In a group of units, you're going to get 600. So there's genuine benefits yep. to deploying millimetre wave in dense areas. That's that's what it's for and that's why it will yeah. it will deploy to that advantage, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating. This, uh, right. I don't think this 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 uh, conversation is not going to end anytime soon. I think we're going to be talking about this well into the future as 5G improves and God knows when 6G rolls around, it's going to be a constant conversation. It is. Uh, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. If you've got, a, you've got thoughts and opinions, you can express those to us. We're, we're always welcome to, to hear your opinions, folks. Uh, check us out and hit us up with this hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, proudly supported by our good friends at Arlo. And Arlo, of, of course, make a great range of their cameras. And there is, though, a cloud video recording of 24-7 capability with their Arlo uh, subscriptions as well. The This service is perfect surveillance for people who might be building a new home or doing major renovations, want to keep an eye on what's happening. So uh, as long as you keep your Arlo camera constantly powered, and you subscribe to the continuous video recording service, you're good to go. Like I could have really done with this service when I was last renovating. would have been uh, great to see everything that was happening. Uh, you can search also through the video history as well and sort of get look back through the five-minute blocks. So it is a really good way to archive everything and look back on what you need to do. It's really easy to activate too. All you need to do is head to the subscription section in your Arlo Secure app and choose either the 14- or 30-day continuous video recording subscription option. It's a great feature. I've actually got it enabled at home on one of my cameras, on the the hardwired camera that I've got um, plugged into power in my studio at home. 
obviously it's got the most expensive gear. If someone's going to break in, they can take the stuff in the laundry. But when they get into my, my office, I, I want to know what's going on there. So I've got <laughs> uh, 15 days con- or 14 days continuous recording there. But it's also great for small business. Like my mum's pub, you could easily um, think about where you could put a put that in a retail situation, put an Arlo camera at the cash register. You know, not only yep. have you got some yep. some surveillance going on for, for staff movements, but, you know, customer complaints, you can actually go back to the video and uh, we'll go to the replay, go to the bunker open up the phone and, and you can see exactly what happened at the uh, at the store and make sure yeah. that uh, you can scrub back through the vision and uh, check for any of those five-finger discounts. So if you're looking to make your Arlo cameras even more useful, check out the Arlo Continuous Video Recording Service. It's worth a look at arlo.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. So we got another. I feel like PlayStation, Sony are really doing a solid tease on this VR two <laughs> generation PlayStation yes, virtual reality. I don't know. It was, feels like a few months ago they kind of teased the look of it, and now yeah. they're giving us another look through a lot of stuff like the 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 ability to kind of see through, which allows you to kind of see the the room around you so that you can grab the controllers and things like that. Uh, a little bit more look at things like the user interface. Um, you know, this is this is an important thing because I actually think that the I mean, I always thought that the VR headset was sensational when it first launched, but they have some strong competition now with the Oculus Quest. Um, yeah. HTC Vive is a very, uh, I think, specific use case. You've got to be pretty much hardcore into into gaming, probably running a, a PC. There's a bunch of reasons why you'd go Vive. Um, I bought an Oculus Quest because it's just a great, simple, wireless, complete do-it-yourself thing. Whereas yeah. if you're big into the PlayStation, you know, you want the advantages. And I'll tell you what Oculus did best, which was the, you know, drawing out a room boundary, making sure that you don't walk around anywhere. Yeah. So you've now well, got that's that. That's what VR2 apparently. does that too. Yeah, yeah. VRs, exactly. they, they allow you to to customize the, the make best use of your space, I said in my story. So if you've only got a small area, you can set the boundaries so that you're not knocking the furniture over or knocking yourself out on a wall or stuff like that. But the, right. uh, being able to see through as well, there's an embedded camera at the front of the VR, so you can actually see your surroundings without having to take the headset off. That's pretty cool. And then what is VR mode and cinematic mode? I'm surprised cinematic mode is um, full HD. It's not um, It's not better than full HD. Yeah, the, I the, think um, the, uh, yeah. I think the problem is... That's the biggest problem with um, with VR headsets is resolution. Uh, Jackson yeah. and I were testing uh, VR on the Formula One game with the Oculus Quest, and look, he, it was amazing. It's very cool, you know, driving along, you look either side, see cars and stuff. But the resolution was nowhere near as good as sitting in front of a big screen TV, right? And so he's like he said, I, I wouldn't, I'd use it for fun, but I wouldn't use it when I'm playing the game properly. Um, yeah. And we're going to test the Vive to see whether or not the the resolution is going to be the advantage there if you spend that money. Um, but that's going to be the big thing for me. The, the original PlayStation VR was good, but I think they need to improve the resolution. The The resolution's there, um, and there is a solid frame rate, uh, 90 to 120 hertz. There's some, there's some yeah, definite Yeah, it's pretty benefit. smooth, yeah. Yeah, um, look, look, and, look, look at the specs. The, stat, the specs look pretty cool. The, uh, and look, game-wise, really, really keen, keen to get a hold already, of, though. We've already announced Horizon, Call of the Mountain, Resident Evil um, 8, and No Man's Sky, plus a bunch more. So, I, you know... I actually think they'll probably smash this out of the park because the PlayStation 5 is such a cult thing. It's very powerful. This this could play well, well into their hands. The only problem is, let me be clear, it's still not wireless. You've still got a cable. Yeah, you're still connected um, up, aren't you? Yeah, connected to the console. 
that's going to give you the best performance. I, I, I accept that. Yeah. But it, it does, and that's a limiting factor, but that's also fine because you're limiting yourself in the room anyway. But, you know, yeah. if you start twisting around, you can get lost in the cable, folks. It's um, it's it's the but one it, disadvantage it, over the, the popular Oculus yeah. Quest. That's PlayStation, they, they literally want to tie you to the console. If you could get this without the console, people won't buy the console. No, I don't. So, I don't mean wireless in terms of remote play, like you can with yeah. an iPhone on, on your PlayStation. You I'm mean, talking okay. just wirelessly connect to, connect to the to PlayStation. The play, yeah, right. You know? yeah, so the, you think, yeah. So this one's not going to have that. It's definitely going to be cabled. No, there's. I mean, in the photo, there's clearly a cable. I mean, it's yeah, just, right. yeah unquestionable. The other, the other big question is. When the hell are they going to launch it? Is it going to be? Oh, is it going to be later this year? Yeah. Or is it next? They've, they've been talking about it for a year. Still can't buy a yeah. PS5 for Christ's sake. <laughs> so will it make it? Do you reckon by the end of twenty two? Christmas? <laughs> do you reckon it'll be a Christmas twenty two purchase, perhaps, or is it going to slip into twenty three? Maybe for for Australians like and other smaller markets. I feel markets? like they will drop it in in December, in yeah. in enough quantity that it's desirable, but still. Um, scarce, and then they'll roll yeah. out good quantities in in twenty twenty three. I mean, that's just a guess. We, we really don't know, but yeah, that's that'd yeah. be my that'd be I'd my say guess. They, they don't want to replicate what happened with the PS five and how how uh, it was pretty no, scarce, pretty thin on the ground. I think I think they love. You it. I think they love the fact creates the demand. That, but that what the about the frustration, mate? People, but don't people want to spend their money? Don't they want to take people's money? They want people yeah, to but, buy it. Better to have people's money for a long time. Like, why? Why yeah, have billions of buzz. dollars in one year and then bugger all in the next when you can just have tens and hundreds of millions of dollars? You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. spreading it out isn't a bad thing okay. for them. I think okay. it was a bad look at one point there, but I think from then on, it's just been like, well, you know, we've been selling it for a while. You should have asked for one. Like, if you're asked, if you're stressed about a PS5 today, well, why didn't you get one a year ago? Like and then you would have been in a queue. You might have had one eleven months ago. Yeah. So yeah. there's that kind of mentality. So you still can't buy one. You still can't get one now. If you there's, walked there's into JB, you could you could buy one now or not? No, no. Oh, really? I still get emails from people looking for one. Yeah. Really? Wow. That's right. I help them out. I'm good like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I've also helped people out getting a PlayStation Five. Where they seem to come to us when they they need that sort of help, don't they? They think we can perform miracles, and you know what? Sometimes we do, we do okay. We, you, I know that you've supplied some. I've, I've managed to connect a few people. Yeah, we're the solvers. We solve the problems. The two blokes. We we're here to solve your problems. Um, but I'm just going to check. Let me. I don't know if I don't really go to the what's EB Games, and I'll try somewhere else. Um, PS Five. Let's see. Right now, can you buy? A PlayStation 5, console deals. Here we go. Standby. This is great, great, great. Riveting great podcasting. podcasting. Want to be notified when PS5 stock arrives. Uh, so no. Wow. Right now, wow. no stock. You know, it's fascinating. And so basically, oh, even yeah. retailers, when they get their 100 or 1,000, I don't know how many you get at a time, they just go, yeah. they're in and they're out and there's cash in the pocket. They'd be yeah. frothing to get another another shipment, no doubt. It's fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely. The demand continues. Anyway, um, the PlayStation VR2, you can have a look at it and see some of the features at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, as you know, I'm over here in sunny Bangkok. Uh, the reason I am here is I'm a guest of Huawei who have uh, released a whole new this, – this whole event was called Smart Office. So it was a range of different products, and we're talking laptops, tablets, monitors, a mouse, earphones, 
even mesh Wi-Fi products as well. And Huawei has sort of built this smart office framework. So all these products, uh, you know, you know how their products have always been like their phone had all, has always been able to talk to their laptop. Mm-hmm. And the tablet, you can drag and drop content and extend your display, mirror the display. Well, it's they've done that again here with with these products. And the fact that it's smart office, they're obviously leaning right into that whole working from home, working from anywhere scenario that we've seen for the last couple of years. So I reckon they've, that that's a lot of the motivation they got to create this lineup of products and their features to allow them to do that. Like things like having... AI cameras that follow you around the room and give you virtual backgrounds and connect your earphones as a microphone and uh, being able to have a second a, a tablet as your monitor and dragging content across. So they've really gone hard into that. What I didn't know, there's some interesting stats they shared about the amount of money they spend on research and development. Like the Doing actual thing well. is like something ridiculous, like $17 billion or whatever it is. But they are second only to Alphabet, you know, the parent company of Microsoft, of and, Google. but ahead of Microsoft and Apple, if you would you believe. So Alphabet's the number one in terms of R&D spending, um, then Huawei, and I think Microsoft third and Apple is like seventh or eighth. 22% of the company's revenue, they say, is redirected back into R&D, and Huawei also has filed more patents than any other tech company in the world as well. So they're innovating. And, and, and Huawei's not the sort of company you think of when you think of laptops and that, that home office stuff. It, they, they're not immediately the first no. company you think of. So they make, we, I've, we've both reviewed the, the MateBooks uh, in over several years now, and they are a great device. They're a great laptop. They, they, they started with – they were the first people to have that under-keyboard camera set up so for privacy and those kind of things, little innovations like that. And I think the number one thing I remember about them is – um, the the smartphone, you know, you place it on the laptop and it automatically kind of pairs. And it's kind of like, you know, if you think of Apple's ecosystem, the way they build it, you know, AirDrop and and cloud and all these things that work together. In fact, Huawei's ecosystem is as strong, if potentially not better in many ways. The problem yep. for them is that in mainland China, obviously, they're selling all those devices and they've got a great way of doing it. But in places like Australia, they're, they're kind of restricted to these products you're talking about, like an office setup and things. And so they've got to make sure that their products work with, say, Android phones, for example. And they do. They, they do a pretty darn yeah. good job of that. The, the MateBook X Pro, that's one thing too about the MateBooks. They were, in my memory, one of the first laptops to have the really high screen-to-body ratio. Remember, they, they went nearly edge-to-edge with the tell. screens? I, I'd say the Dell XPS 13 was probably the first one I yeah, truly... They were one of the first. They, they, right. they did some good work there. Their new MateBook X Pro, I had a look at that today. That looks amazing. It's got a 14.2-inch screen, 3.1K display. Uh, it's It's got a new nano optical ar layer on the on the screen to reduce reflection so inside and out the screen's going to be easily readable uh they've also got all these amazing new gestures based on the trackpad so swiping left swiping right getting screenshots controlling your media they've also got virtual gestures as well including air stop so you put your hand up if a video is playing you put your hand up to stop it and you can wave it forward wave it back but I think one one of the products that stood out to me was their new tablet, the MatePad Pro 11. Now, this is, a, this is running Windows 11, but it does have a very iPad Pro feel to it in terms of its performance. It's really thin and light. It's got an 11-inch OLED screen. It's mm. got a 92% screen-to-body ratio. 
120 hertz refresh rate on the screen as well. It's 5.9 millimeters thick and weighs 440 grams. So in terms of just the specs, it's it's not bad. It also, of course, has the, the Huawei pen as well. There's a pen you can sketch with it. But what I like about it, they, they had a little scenario where the, the tablet was, say, paired to, was connected to a laptop, and you were able to sketch inside the application on the laptop using the, using the pen on the tablet. So those little ways you can sort of cross cross over right. and so the, the, the devices. Like the tablet. Yeah, the, it becomes like a little tablet. Yeah, it becomes like the, the Wacom. Yeah, so you're drawing on it and it's replicated Huawei on, on the M pencil. I noticed the name, the naming. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Huawei pencil. Um, you know, it's uh, and that the, the tablet also has a smart magnetic keyboard, and there's also an antenna in the keyboard as well to improve the the Wi-Fi signal on it as well. They've also got a couple other laptops they announced too, the MateBook D16 and the MateBook 16S. So one of these is kind of like your workhorse that's got a big screen, touch screen. The other is more towards graphic designers. It's got like really amazing color accuracy, 2.5K color touch screen. So for those customers who want a big workspace, that's that's kind of the, the 16S has that really high color accuracy ideal that they said for like a graphic designer also has like the, the AI camera that I mentioned face tracking technology AI sound as well like you think about how we've been working the last couple of years the sound and the video have to come together and in this instance if you even if you're like a noisy environment you, you're coming through loud and clear there's also uh, the a monitor too the, the the mate view is an interesting little monitor they had there it's 23.8 inch screen and it, it can be adjusted, you can tilt it, you can raise it up and down, but you can also tilt it 90 degrees. So for those tasks that suit you having the screen running in portrait mode rather than landscape mode, it's really easy to just twist this around. You might have this big long document you've got to look at. The, that, that, um, that monitor also has an e-ink uh, an e-book mode. So you you say you're reading a long document and you, you don't want your eyes to get tired. You switch on the e-book mode and it looks like a big Kindle. So it looks like an ink on paper effect. So that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. It's a lot of product. Big time, big time. It was a big yeah, event. And I sat in the front row like, and it was assigned seating. Like they had, it was like, a, like you go to the movies, you know, you pick your seat. My, they gave me my lanyard. It had my seat. I was in the very front row of this massive exhibition hall, massive screen, no one ahead of me. And also special guest at the Huawei event was Jimmy Chu. The, the world-famous designer, probably best known for his shoes, my wife texted me saying, I'm a size eight and a half if you're talking to him. So he was uh, he was talking about how he uses the MateBook, the Mate Pad to sketch his designs and he and it links to the laptop he's, he used as well. He was talking it up big time. He, he was a big fan of the Huawei products and uh, has, has sort of they, they had a video showing him sort of sketching a pair of shoes and uh, it was really interesting to see. He was only a little bloke too. He's not too big. I had a... I sort of stood next to him when he was being showed around in the hands-on area. Good old Jimmy Chu, the man himself, was in the house, and the thing, all the ladies think, in the audience were very excited. The challenge for Huawei still is retail. Like, where are they selling them? It's it's all well and good. Well, to they have do their, have stores in Sydney. They've got three stores in Sydney, you know. I know, yeah. but who's going to a Huawei store to buy a laptop? Do you know There's what I mean? also got- another one opening in Melbourne. Oh, I- yeah, I know. I said at the top, mate, that they're, they're, the struggle for Huawei is they're not they're not first to mind when people think of a laptop. 
They're not. They're battling against Apple. They're battling against Lenovo, HP, Dell, all these other companies. They're genuinely, not top of mind, and it's yeah. Genuinely, one of the saddest stories in tech is the is is Huawei Australia, not not Huawei globally, Huawei yeah. Australia, because they worked, and we we knew the people working there. They worked so damn hard, and they they had amazing products. Their their phones were yeah. class leading, and they were get they were gaining oh, fans, they were yeah. great gaining battery market amazing battery life. And, yeah, and, and they were number one at one point. They were number one at one point just before. They had the rug pulled out from under them with the Google withdrawal, but um, it's and, interesting, though, know, to me that that's the, they they can't use Google and Android, but they can use Microsoft. They can use Windows. How does that work? Or Windows how Eleven. Work? Like, yeah, I don't okay. know. Like, is that, that's an American company too, isn't it? It makes zero sense, especially in yeah. Australia, um, and it's just a challenge because that's why they have to make their own stores because the big retailers are you know a little bit gun shy with them and. Yeah, it's just they make great products. We've we've reviewed their laptops, we've seen their products. Um, yeah, I, I I would suggest that a, a Huawei Android tablet is as good, if not better, in many ways than a Samsung Android tablet. Like, yeah, there's genuine competitiveness there. And the the good thing is though, people people today are becoming way more savvy with their research, way more savvy with the way they yeah. buy. And so as long as they've got a strong um, online presence and their their ability to actually sell direct. They'll they'll keep doing okay. I think they'll yeah. keep doing okay. I've got to say the mate the mate the MateBook X Pro uh, that I saw today had this. It had like almost like a, a different finish to it, like it says anodized aluminium magnesium finish to it. Right. Really nice. So they had this color called Inky Blue, so a little bit like the MacBook Air Midnight. They had one that looked amazing, looked really nice. That's that's the one in the thumbnail on my story on Tech Guide, and uh, I, I would use that laptop. It is really nice looking. The screen's beautiful, really thin bezels, nice keyboard too. A lot of travel on the keys, really quiet, and yeah, fingerprint fingerprint uh, on but power button as well. Uh, plenty of ports, Thunderbolt all over the place. It's uh, I would use that as well, Windows laptop. Check it out. All the details uh, from Stephen's uh, Bangkok venture are at uh, techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. And we do it all thanks to the great people at Netgear. Netgear's got you covered when it comes to uh, home and uh, small business networking. Um, Netgear's Wi-Fi products are uh, best in class. Uh, the Wi-Fi 6 products uh, allow you to get um, a, a whole new level of speed and great level of bandwidth allocation across the, the network. Their Wi-Fi 6E products take that to a whole new level. Wi-Fi 6E capable products. Um, there's a there's an orbit to suit you, and the great thing is there's a great thing on their website that allows you to, to actually answer some questions about the kind of internet that you've got um, and then the size of your home, the number of devices that you have connected, and it'll help you understand whether or not you actually might need the higher end product or whether you just need uh, one of their entry level Orbi products. So I think it's five questions is all you need to, to answer on the Netgear website, netgear.com.au, and they'll recommend uh, an Orbi product for you. And then there's one click to shop and buy online from Netgear. So for all your home networking needs, check out netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Like it was yesterday. I can remember CES 2012, walking into a Unveiled. Was it and that long ago? That long ago, was it? everywhere, wearing Google Glass. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, there's no other way of putting it, folks. People who own and wore a Google Glass 
look ridiculous. They were showing <laughs> off and they were ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. The product yep. was amazing, but in, in the world we live in today, it's just a bit bit frowned upon to have cameras and, you know, internet yeah. connectivity and concerns around privacy. So, you know, Google Glass, by the way, still exists. It's still a product uh, in the enterprise space, uh, in, in manufacturing and things like that. It's still a valid and genuine product. But Google Glass, Stephen, it's coming back. It's oh. coming back. Is it going to they be like Ray-Ban like, Stories? Is it going to be like that one, like Facebook's, like Facebook's Ray-Ban Stories? You know what? It looks like that. Now, Ooh. this is not, not entirely new. There's been demos of this over the last couple of months, but I think it's worth highlighting because I kind of stumbled across it and went, I didn't kind of realize that was being worked on. So let's think about uh, Google Translate for a moment. You know, we all know how good it is. You can type something in and get a translation immediately. You can also, using the app, you can just speak to it and it will show you or say in the other language the thing that you said. Great way to translate. So now imagine a pair of glasses that look like the Ray-Ban stories, look like normal glasses, and they're set to listen to English and translate into Spanish. Put them on your Spanish uh, buddy there when you're visiting Barcelona and you speak in English and what he sees, he hears you because he's not wearing headphones, but what he sees is a projected transcript on the inside of the glasses in Spanish. Okay? <laughs> so like live subtitles. Live subtitles. Okay? Wow. Now, that's translation, right? That's mind-blowing to think that could be done. But now think about the hearing and visually impaired community, right? Um, hearing impaired community are able to hear through their eyes. Like, because yeah. the glasses are hearing you, and so they're reading the captions. I mean, mate, it's actually Isn't the it, best yeah. use of technology in a very long time. There's, they've got their translation built into some of their headphones, the Google Buds. There's, yeah. there's been this stuff that they've done. But the glasses, the live transcript, because you think about, you know, how do you get an old bloke in Spain to put a set of headphones in so that he can hear, you, hear your translation, right? There's, there's, a, there's a technology barrier with yeah. how good technology is. But when you put the technology into something so obvious, so simple, so you know, easy to use, I think it's very yeah. cool. I really do. But is, isn't this also, didn't Apple develop like a, an accessibility feature like this where someone can, you, you look at your iPhone and it, it hears what they're saying and does oh, a live no, translation do on your phone? You can do that with Google Translate yeah. in phone, but in the But you're saying this, this, will put it, this will put it inside the glasses, like in your inside eye line. glasses, mate. This wow. is... This is not looking down at a phone and, and seeing a phone do the translation. So you're still looking at this person and they're, they're seeing they're the translation. An eye-to-eye conversation wow. and, and they're be, you or they are getting the translation. That's phenomenal. Wow. Such a cool thing if they can pull it off properly. So, the, so the, previous, cool. the previous Google Glass, didn't it have – it was just clear glass. So, what, what it, what it, uh, so inside the glass, it put information inside the glass. It had like a little camera – on there, the was, side. there was no, there was no physical glasses. You know, this was a, this was just a thing, and there was yeah, a screen thing over your eye, about, yeah, right, about half an inch from your eye that you yes. could see. I don't know how you focus on it. That's my biggest problem. Um, yep. But that's that was the concept. Was you were looking at the the screen, whereas this is now a set of glasses, and it projects similar to how the Epson ones, the Mavarios, would yes. project yep. in in front of you. Um, but it's a normal pair of glasses. It's, it's not a product. It's not out. They're just testing it. They're mucking around with it. They've been talking about it for a few months. They, I think they showed it at I.O., but I just stumbled across it and I went, man, that that is cool. That is really, really cool, and I love the fact that technology can be, uh, in some way, 
pretty well, cool like that. So how many times have we had, uh, you know, technology that's ahead of its time? Oh, that was yeah. just ahead of its time. If Google Glass, if you'd never heard of it in 2012, it wasn't released in 2012, and that product came out now, they you'd would be, be one of those people wearing it. <laughs> no, mate. The, I mean, I'd get one. There's no doubt. But yeah, the, they would never make it a market. Privacy, like I got a, I talked about this on Sky News, and and the host said to me, "Oh, what about privacy? They can hear everything." I'm thinking, "Oh, Jesus, we're worried about hearing now." I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's valid. Uh, what, what, so who's to say that what you're saying to someone, they're not well, – because it's hearing it and translating it, who's to say that they aren't recording that? Who's to and say they're that filming now? you at the same time. Is it this – um, That's not happening yeah. now with a mobile phone in your pocket. I mean I, – It's I still did creepy, though. It's, it's, that's the word. It's creepy. Well, that's I why those – the, the, the Ray-Ban stories, remember how there's a little white light that comes on when you're using the camera? Yeah, how many people see that? When you're a meter away from them. I did a segment yeah. on surveillance cameras and bought this little thing. I'm showing to Stephen on Amazon. It's, 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 it's a third the size of a matchbox. That's a camera. You can put so this anywhere. Where have I've you been putting that lately? <laughs> I've put it a few places. It's got some good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah? Is that right? Well, you can, Do you share can, the video, mate. Share the video with me, will you? <laughs> that in the most amazing places. But uh, Put in the dressing room at Channel 9, mate. Is that what you did? Or? Oh, that's outrageous. <laughs> it never happened. I, I respect <laughs> the privacy of the people around me. Of course, mate. I've of course. Jeez. And when I've got security cameras, there's a screen. I, I'm watching them. If you want to, yeah, if you want to do mate. something, Fort Knox. They call your office there in a Fort Knox. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. If uh, yeah, I just think I thought the Google Glass thing was very, very cool. Two blokes talking tech. Episode five hundred forty-five. Thanks to Netgear and Arla. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Before we go, Trevor, we uh, we both had a look at the Pixel Six A, the Google, the new Google smartphone. Handy, it's handy right. little smartphone. It's um, so Google I think, Heavy. I, th- I think, I think the yeah, it is a Google Athon at the end here. But I think the the six the Pixel six A great device. Uh, still has an amazing camera, more affordable. Um, I reviewed it, and the point I made in my review was that if you're looking sort of like for like in terms of price, I think the the Galaxy A seventy three is around the same price. Yep. Has a better screen, 120 hertz refresh rate, has all the features that are missing on the Pixel 6a. But the Pixel 6a though comes back with Google Tensor, so the the main the same processor that's on the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro, a little bit like iPhone SE has the same processor as the iPhone yeah. 13. Yeah. So yes. that's kind of the similarity there. But if you're looking at the feature set, this A73 doesn't have quite the same performance, but feature wise, it does have. 120 hertz, bigger screen, your fingerprint in the screen as the Pixel 6a does as well. So I think if you're an Android purist, if you really love the Android and not not having to have that other interface on top of it like other other manufacturers do have on theirs, then I think a lot of people are going to like this one. I think bang for your buck, it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, the camera performance is is pretty damn at damn outstanding. Considering on the spec wise, it's actually not a great camera. It's quite yeah, an it's old. A twelve was it twelve megapixel ultra wide, twelve point two wide. Yeah, it's amazing. Honestly, Google have always done better with the camera than it should. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like always, always haven't they? Yeah, they always, always. That's what I said too in my review. I said that one thing that attracts. Yeah, one thing that attracts people to Pixel is the camera. If you're a Pixel fan, I think 
if you were to ask a Pixel customer, name the t- top three features of why you're a Pixel customer, I think camera would be number one or two for every single one of them. Because they yeah. are, like you said, remarkable. Even when other companies were having two and three cameras, they, was, they stuck to one and were still knocking it out of the park with picture quality and video quality. The Pixel 6a, by the way, shoots 4K at up to 60 frames a second. So that's pretty versatile if you're shooting video. Honestly, well. Google speaks my language with this in the same way that Apple do with the SE. I don't care for the higher refresh rates. I, I'm happy with the, the basics of fast charging. I like the size of it. I actually like the green too, by the way. I think that's a great yeah, color. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Is that the only color you can get it in? No, green, like white, the pixel- and black. Okay. Because the uh, one other thing too, it doesn't have wireless charging. Some some yeah. phones in that price range have wireless charging. It doesn't. It's got fast charging, but not wireless charging. No headphone jack too. A headphone jack is gone. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like, but there's a few features that people might, they might uh, fancy on a more expensive phone. All right, check out Stephen's full review at techguide.com.au and a full review plus um, a deeper dive into the camera at eftm.com. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, Stephen. Well, uh, you just lap it up there in the luxury, uh, get the maids to come back in (laughs) and lay out dinner for you. You know, just sit back and relax. What are you doing tomorrow? You're just going to just do nothing. Tomorrow morning, of uh, might just go do a bit of shopping. I think uh, Joe's given me a couple of assignments uh, for at the, the Louis Vuitton store that I've got to check out over there. There's a there's a big shopping center just down the road, just down actually down the river. You catch a boat to the um the the the, the, the peninsula has a a boat a ferry system, so you can go up and down the river to all the major shopping centers. Uh, so yeah, that might be me. And then I'm flying home um tomorrow afternoon, so I've uh, probably got the morning to myself, and then I'm then I'm out. Rock and roll. All right. Well, safe travels, mate, and uh, we'll talk to you you. back on home soil next week. Uh, All the details, everything we talked about here is at uh, techguide.com.au, eftm.com. We're with thanks to Netgear and Arlo, Stephen. I'll see you next week. Ciao. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.